Deep Knitter contains explicit content. It is also fact-checked-ish. We try our best. Listener discretion is advised. This is Deep Nerder, the podcast where we talk about true crime, nostalgia, murder. These are your hosts, Kelsey. I'm Jill. And I'm Britt. Booyah. Nailed it. (laughs) Nailed in the coffin. Particularly great. I can't think of one person with an eyebrow (laughs) ring that I like. My coworker has an eyebrow ring, but it's actually really nice on her. Okay. I believe it. No, she's like blessed. Mm. Maybe I just think of like Blink-182. I think of like every dirty punk guy I ever knew who had like a rancid hat and just like a hoop in his eyebrow. The first guy I ever kissed had a haircut like Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers. It was like a swirl. No. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I yeah. hate it. it was like, I hate it. I lived in Langley and he lived in Vancouver and I don't remember his name to this day anymore. I did know it back then, I swear. <laughs> but but um, my friend Lexi was like, hey, come with me to meet this guy I like. And I was like, okay. So we got our, my mom to drive us. My mom, such a nice lady. She's like, where are you going? Sure, I'll drop you off in Vancouver. <laughs> oh my God. From Langley. With, yeah, so um, dropped us off in Vancouver. Uh, Lexi is like meets this dude. I don't even remember what his name was. And then his buddy shows up with this like punk punk rocker haircut. And I was like, "Hi, I'm Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, nice to meet you. You're weird looking. I yeah. like it. Can we make out? <laughs> you're just from Langley, so you're you hadn't been exposed." <laughs> But it wasn't making out. It's like, can you put your weird, gross, wet tongue in my mouth? And <laughs> yeah, no. Ha, no. Sorry, sorry. I'm having so many like high school flashbacks to just feel like that wasn't good. Banana slug. Ugh. Speaking of slugs, do you know who threw slugs up in our topic today? Oh, oh. Ron Weasley, because we're talking about Harry Potter. Uh, Also, I am Jill. And I'm Kelsey. Don't eat banana slugs. I think my cousin did once. She's not a loser. I think one day we're going to introduce ourselves right at the beginning. Never. And it's going to be a very strange day. Well, we're talking Harry Potter. (laughs) <laughs> We're talking the boy who lived. We're talking Daniel Radcliffe, and that's all he'll ever be to me in every movie I see him in. I go, that's Harry Potter. Yeah, in Guns Akimbo, I'm like, but Harry. You're like, what are you doing, doing, Harry? Or the Ford? You're like, Harry, stop. Who, that's, that's not Ginny. Spoiler you, alert. You can't nail guns to a wizard's hands. <laughs> right? He's magic. Yes. Or so, horns. Did you watch Horns? No, I turned that one off because that one was just rubbish. Oh, my goodness. I quite liked it. Sorry. This is our final episode. Thank you, everybody, for joining us on this wild Um, (laughs) brunch. Fun fun back topic. When Horns was coming out, or nope, not true. When Horns was being filmed, it was like early on when I was dating Jordan. And Jordan, I don't remember if he had like a background role or a stunt role. I can't remember. Whatever. Who cares? It doesn't matter. He was there. And he's like, oh, yeah, I got to work with this person all the time. And I was working at a cafe in Gildtown. And I was like, whatever. 
And then when the movie came out, he was like, yeah, that was that movie. And I was like, you were working with Harry Potter? And he's that's, like, not a, that's not a someone. Yeah, he's like, oh, is that why all the girls were lined up outside? And I was like, okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> I have no, I don't, I think his next haircut, I'm just not going to talk. It's going to be the most uncomfortable haircut anybody's ever had. Just, be, just you know what? I got to tell you, the fade was beautiful. You did an amazing job. Thanks. He's but, got a decent head. But the boy Good is deal. balding. Just shave it off. No. <laughs> We're just going to make it look nice. I wanted to get hair plugs so bad. Uh, you know what? Hair was the worst. The, the hair that was the worst uh, was in the movie Goblet of Fire when it was like really trendy for everybody to have that kind of shaggy hair. Uh, which like the, here's a crazy fact so who made harry potter nobody knows it's like the bible it's like it just sprung into earth one day and the person that wrote it doesn't fucking exist not anymore. who knows not anymore uh they're gone canceled so as far as i'm concerned harry potter can be like a wizarding kind of bible for anybody kind of our generation who or who really liked it but like like the bible there are flaws in it there are things that are like okay you know what that was problematic or that's not good but if it brings you harmless joy i'm gonna be all for it i also have to say this because i have two harry potter tattoos and i really need to justify them and it's up to interpretation like the bible Right. I listened to a podcast today about a guy, a very religious man, that starved his children to death because it's God's will. Oh, hey, I listened. I heard that one too. <laughs> I was uh, like, "You're you're a fucking idiot." Goodbye. It's just a different interpretation. Sure. <laughs> so, like, this really made me feel kind of old, because Harry Potter came out in 1997. Ugh. Why did I feel like it was like a 2000s thing? I think I just have a really bad concept of time. Like we hit 2000 and things got really weird for me. Yeah. So like 1997, it came out and I was like seven and a half years old. Like I was just like little baby muggle, just a baby muggle, a muggle with a mullet just out there looking, looking for a friend. Yeah. So. That's when Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone was released, also known as the Sorcerer's Stone, because they had to change it from Philosopher because they assumed that we would not understand what a sorcerer was. Is that what? Is that what? Verse and verse. Yeah, like philosopher doesn't translate well to like American language. Like, if I hear philosopher, I think of somebody that like writes and is very philosophical, not somebody who would be like, "Woo!" Okay, so the philosopher was the UK version. Mm-hmm. Sorcerer was ours. I'm pretty sure. I'm pulling this information straight out of my own ass, but I, I like I it. I remember. So, like when I was little, we had a I had a teacher from England named Mrs. Gate, who actually I ran into on the SkyTrain pre-pandemic, and I was real jazzed. I was like, "Ooh, oh my god, yeah, yes!" Really, and she recognized me. Oh, I really like her. She's so cool. Shout so, out. Back in the day when that book first came out, she would block out like an hour a day in elementary school to read us uh, yeah. that book the first book because it was a female writer and she wanted to empower the women in the class and we, before, we didn't know we didn't know but that teacher was a gem we read we read goblet of fire 
when it came out in my class, my teacher was Miss Yorchik. Shout out. You were the bomb. And mm-hmm. she, because I remember this year because I was in like grade four or five and we were having this huge debate on how to pronounce Hermione's name. Cute. Because this is before the movies. So we hadn't got a pr- pronunciation of her name yet. And half the class, like, I thought it was uh, Hermione. And I had a teacher right from England that was like, allow me to elaborate. Yeah, I was like living my life, my Surrey life, <laughs> getting my Burnaby education. But Language yeah, we didn't know. Even. So we like voted. And then we ended up going with Hermione. And let me tell you, when that movie came out, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I've been reading these books for years and I've been reading this bitch's name wrong. And then you just show up and you're like, ugh. it's like how we all said Taylor. What did we all say? Taylor Lautner. And then he pronounced name? it one day and he was like, hey, guys, it's Taylor Lautner. And we were all like, what? what? Yeah. True story. I think he's lying. I think he's pulling a joke on all of us. I would do that. I guess that's how I I lie to everybody about my last name. Here's an exclusive. It's like, what's your name? Kelsey. My last name is, I tell everybody my last name is Bowie. It is. It's Bowie. There's an exclusive for everybody. Nobody knew how to pronounce it, and I was sick of correcting everybody, and it also sounds cooler. That's true. So we just went with it, and sometimes I forget which one it is. So I can be like, oh, okay, fun. I want to be included, so I'm going to do this. So everyone's like, you're Khaleesi, and I was like, no, it's Kelsey Lee, bitch. Yeah. Khaleesi, <laughs> oh my god. I, you have no idea how often that happens, but I'm fine with it. I, yeah. You know, all the time. Mother of dragons. No big deal. It's cool. Okay. Speaking of dragons, they're also in a number four, my favorite book. So in this series, we're introduced to Harry Potter, the boy who lived, who has survived basically what was a world extermination that was tried to have by one of the most powerful wizards in the world named Voldemort with no nose. He has no nose. It's very stressful to look at him. He's not how I pictured him to be, but I I am okay with it. Did we ever know, like, he must have had a nose? Oh, yeah, Tom Riddle, right? Yeah. Yeah, so we saw he was cute. He was fine. Yeah, he's fine. He's just, like, like, a piece of shit. Limit your plastic surgery and your piece of shitness. Stop splitting your soul into pieces, because one day it will take your nose. It's just cartilage. Just split your tongue instead. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god, no. I wish. So, Harry Potter is, for lack of words, like, a widowed child, an orphan. <laughs> a widowed child. And a babe. A babe. And he is being raised by his mom's sister's family, so his aunt and uncle, the Dursleys. He's being raised by them along with his cousin Dudley, and they're the same age, or like, I think Dudley's a bit older, but Dudley's basically like this spoiled piece of shit, and Harry gets absolutely nothing. I, I do gotta say, like, shout out to those actors that played the Dursleys, because damn, oh were they dislikable. Oh my gosh, right? They played yeah. them so well. Like, also shout out to Dolores Umbridge, because yeah. that was like, I hate her. Like, those people, Dolores Umbridge, I was older, so it's like... She's you know, a villain. Yeah, truly, but you can get around it. But when you see the, the Dursley, Dursleys... The, oh, they're so unlikable. Yes. So, could you imagine playing that role as they did so exquisitely and then just being, like, 
like chased down the street by a bunch of angry millennials. Oh my god. <laughs> Just being the worst person you can be and everybody knowing that you can be oh. that awful. Yeah, and then then the, you, us growing up and being like, oh, that's just good acting. Like, oh no, you're just actually okay. That's not how you you're actually talented. are. We're so sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, so basically, this whole book series, because we were blessed by the spirits unknown with seven books, risen up from the earth's core to have rights and wrongs, but a story to tell, written by nobody, and. Magic created books on magic. So we get seven of them where it's basically Harry Potter doing wizarding stuff. I guess we should also let everybody know there are spoilers. So if for some reason you have not read Harry Potter, please see yourself off this podcast. My husband. Bye. That's why he's not home right now. He's not yeah, allowed. But I, I did make him watch all. So I went, I went to a video store and bought all of the DVDs at one point, And they cost like six bucks for all of them because... <laughs> that's worth you know um and my trade-off was i had to watch all of the fast and the furiouses oh we both did we both did that swapsies but like willingly it was agreed upon yeah so i think it was like three years into our relationship and i was like okay if you want this to work you need to watch these yeah. and then we're gonna watch them again because i need you to really understand the story i think jordan and i should watch them again i actually thought about doing that yesterday so I'll be oh. there too. Just like okay. away from you together. Well, apart. We can sync up the night and text each other. <laughs> <laughs> Netflix share. <laughs> so the books and the movies, I'm kind of going to like interchangeably talk about them both. Do it. So that's what's happening. I think it's basically the hand at this point. I just have to combine them. So everybody feels included. So without, with all the books, basically Voldemort is there's like inklings that Voldemort didn't actually die when him and Harry Potter duked it out when Harry was a baby. So Voldemort killed both of Harry's parents and then tried to kill Harry. And then Harry somehow just like got back at him and Harry lived. So he's called the boy who lived and he's famous. But to keep him safe, they sent him to go live with these what wizarding people call muggles, which is non-magic folk. Not to be confused with the word squib, which is one of my favorite insults, but basically a squib is uh, a child of a magical family that has no powers. They're born with no powers. So it is like... Who... There was one. Who was the one? uh, Argus Filch is a squib, which is why he's the janitor of Hogwarts school and doesn't have any magic, so he cleans everything by, like, hand. That's why it's, like, kind of horrible that he's the janitor. Also knowing um, about J.K. Rowling's now moving forward, like, in the present day, it's, like, I feel like that was probably, like, a gross comment on something. Like, squib? Yeah, like, where she's, like, you're you're not... You're not able-bodied like the rest of the team, so... Right? It's not as... It doesn't sound as bad to me as Mudblood does. Like, Mudblood actually sounds like an insult. Everything is Yeah, it's a... So, Mudblood is a dirty... Like, a dirty, unclean word for somebody with dirty blood. So, somebody whose parents are muggles or, like, if they're what they call a half-breed in the Wizarding world, which is also horrible. It's racism. Which... It's also an underlying problem, but, you know, we know this now. 
<laughs> we're learning. So I this just, whole, yeah, one. Sorry, sorry. Go get it. <laughs> I just like. Oh. All right. I know, right? Big breath in and out. I'm and gonna hold continue. on to my unicorn. <laughs> Shout out to last whenever how many weeks ago's episodes because we definitely released these in order. Uh, <laughs> last week. So most of these stories take place at Hogwarts, which is the school that Harry ends up getting accepted to because wizarding children in this area get accepted to the school. So he is accepted there to do magic, which he's like, what? Introduce Hagrid, who shows up on his motorbike, and he's like, yo, Harry, what up? Join me. Come to the magic world. Let's do this thing. Also a little problematic because a giant hairy man shows up on his house and it's like, get on my motorcycle, boy. I know your parents get on my motorcycle. (laughs) Oh, no. The problems we're uncovering right now. Yeah, do you like magic? (laughs) Come with me. I baked you a cake. I have a Uh, dog. (laughs) So Harry ends up going to the wizarding world and he actually finds out he's rich. So Harry Potter always thought he was, you know living in poverty and his aunt and uncle didn't treat him well and he always got like secondhand and scraps he was never treated well because his his family made him feel like shit because he was an orphan but then he goes to the wizarding world and finds out like the boy is actually jacked so we're gonna talk about wizarding money real quick because nothing about wizarding money makes sense green guy it is the most confusing system of money that i've ever encountered so, wizarding Wait, money. Are you sure? Three- because learning how money works on my free cams is also equally confusing. <laughs> oh, also, like, opposed <laughs> to Bitcoin and online currency, like, I'd say this is confusing. Like, I could not do quick math with this to save my no. fucking life. I, okay, let's go. So, wizarding money comes in, like, change. There's no bills. I guess they don't have magic debit cards. So, like, everything is, like, That'd coin. Like, like a pirate so they come in nuts sickles and galleons so a bronze silver and gold coin are you ready for this fucking math go so there's 29 nuts in a sickle okay wait hold on i want to write this down right okay 29 29 nuts in a sickle okay there's 17 sickles in a galleon. What are these fucking numbers? 17 and 29? Uh, Which means there's 493 nuts in a galleon. Like, could you imagine not having a galleon on you and something costs a galleon and you're like, hold on, I have 493 nuts on me. Okay, well, I don't have a calculator. I could. Where's my phone? It doesn't matter. But like, okay. Like, that, that is not easy math. This is just mean. So, 29 times 17, does that equal 493? Or is J.K. Rowling's a crazy person? I, I don't know. I want to do it. I want to do it. Hold on. Remember when your teacher was like, learn this, because you can't have a calculator in your pocket. And like, Brenda has six apples, and Ricardo up, has Brenda. 15 apples. But Genevieve showed up with her Granny Smith. How many pears are in the basket at the left farmer's oh, market? You know what? We're not smart. Um, okay. <laughs> if 29 nuts is a sickle and 17 sickles are a gallon, 493 nuts 
or or, uh, or what what was it again? 493 nuts in a gallon. Okay. So if you take 29 nuts times 17 sickles, it equals 493. So the math checks out and but we like, are now scientists. What a convoluted math equation. I like it. You know what? Then you can go work at Gringotts, which is the Wizarding Bank, which I is would... another problematic issue of the situation. Okay. But that's okay. The bank has also been called racist. Uh, because of the goblins that work there. Is, you, or is it because like goblins won't let anyone else work there? No, it has been considered racist because of goblins. Oh, got it. They, got there. Yeah. I got there. I got there. We got Before there. I, I was like, I don't want to say it. Sasha Bear Cohen. Yeah, like that's what it's been said to be as. And I was like, man, check that off the problem list again. Yeah. No, no, no. I got there. Oof. Boo. Boo so that's, that's the math. Once you go and you get all out and you get your money, Harry had to buy all his supplies, and this is where it leads him to Diagon Alley, which is ironically also diagonally. Haha, good joke. So wands are all different. To be quoted by Ollivander, who's a great wizard wand maker, uh, the wand chooses the wizard. So each wand has a different core and is made out of a different wood. Some people even say that the wood can also be specific to people's birthday times. So I looked this up. According to the Celtic tree calendar, the wood my wand should be made out of is Holly Moon. Oh. Oh. So I asked for your birthday just because I was like, what wood are you? You'd be Hazel Moon wood. Okay, hold on. Let me double check this. Let me... So your wood... It translates roughly to the life force inside of you. So this is like when hazelnuts are showing up on trees. They're also uh, obtaining to wisdom and knowledge and dream journeys, which makes sense because you had a dream that you were yelling stuff the other night. You were sleepwalking. So this all plays out. See, I didn't even tell you and this played out. Um, That's funny. Okay, so wait, what was my wand made out of? Hazel Moon. Hazel Moon. Okay, are you ready for this bullshit? Well, I get hazel wood underneath the moon. You'd be like the hazel moon, I guess. Fuck no, I got cypress wood. I'm on learnreligions.com, which seems like a more legitimate site. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I got cypress wood with a unicorn hair, 13 13 and one-fourth inch reasonably supple flexibility oh my god reasonably supple yeah like a whip so my wand would be a yew wood with a dragon heartstring 13 inches and rigid flexibility on is this on potter pottermore i went on pottermore yes so that's what my wand would be but i think i agree with this celtic wand a bit more because my tree gives off masculine energy and firmness and i feel like i'm stubborn so i'm like yep and like if i had a wand and new magic would i want to fight people yes is that a more masculine attitude yes yeah but i relate yeah. to this the and math checks out i'm throwing those notes cuz that I, math checked out well and like i fucking slept walk so you're your math research, checks out yeah I'm having one of those moments that you had when you, like, realized that war elephants were unicorns. Like, I'm having that moment. (laughs) That was great. 
So basically, we're going to introduce some characters into this mix now. So we've got Ron Weasley and Hermione Granger. They're Harry Potter's BFFs for Ev. Ron Weasley comes from the Weasley family, who's well known in the wizarding world because they're less fortunate. Like they're quote unquote, a poorer family. And Arthur Weasley, the dad works for the Ministry of Magic. So Harry becomes friends with them. Molly Weasley, the mom, is like super welcoming and like loving. And Harry just like feels really at home. He vibes with them super hard. Uh, Hermione Granger is like the smartest bitch in the world. Her parents are dentists and she's just like so good at fucking life that they're like, "Uh uh-huh, you can be a wizard or a witch. You're that good. Like hop on over. We want to teach you magic. So she is muggle born, which is why she's extra cool. Because she's like us. Yeah, she's normal. She like gave me so much hope that I was like, you mean that I could be chosen this could happen to me. Well, I guess like, and, that's like, Harry Potter too. Cause he oh, like got you, a random. Right. Letter. Yeah. But like, he should have known about the wizarding world. Whereas Hermione would have had nothing to do with it. Like mm-hmm. she's completely out of it. If Harry still had parents, he would be in the wizarding world. Hermione wouldn't also, have existed. Like, stupid JK Rowling. Sorry. No, mm-hmm. I'm not sorry. Stu- yeah. You know, whatever. But like, Stu- I do, I gotta, I gotta say it. Cause it's like, this is a great, like we're having like really fun nostalgic memories. It is not nece- like it, it's it's not a necessity to have an all white main cast. No, like I'm jazz. There's a girl that's part of the main three or whatever, but it's like yeah, there's it's just not like okay. There's a ginger. Good job. You have a ginger and a Yay. woman. Great. You nailed it. <laughs> and then you gave us Cho Chang, the oh. most racist named character in the world. Those are both last names. It's That's not even like a real combination of names. It's it's horrible. She's also oh. Scottish. Yeah. Why couldn't she have a Scottish name? Well, you know, she's a white British woman. Yeah, she's Who? not making she's not making <laughs> waves. Or I mean, so there's, she's making waves, but just not good ones. Riptides, yeah. Riptides, yeah. House house urine cat poop. Couch waves. Gross. <laughs> Trap house. Trap waves. So Weasley's, Harry's new BFS. We have Arthur and Molly. Then we got their plethora of kids. We got Bill and Charlie. We got Percy. He goes to Hogwarts. We got Fred and George, the twins. They go to Hogwarts. We got Ron. He's Harry's best friend. And then we got Ginny. And she, was, she shows up later because she's like saucy redhead little sister. But she's awkward as shit. So she's relatable. <laughs> Ginny. We also have Neville Longbottom. He's like super clumsy. He's kind of like the butt of every joke. He also has a toad named Trevor. So cute, by the way. He's he's like a similar situation of Harry Potter because his parents also were fighting against dark wizards. Or like the evil wizards. Because they were, what what are they called? Um, Horrors. Thank you. No problem. I am here for the lingo. And literally, I brought my trivia set to this podcast just in case. Oh fucking God, you have a real uh, trivia set. No, you know what? I'm going to give a hardcore shout out to my Harry Potter trivia group. We meet up like two to three times a year and we all dress like we go to Hogwarts and we make food and we do trivia and we have a real house cup. And like, it's the best. <laughs> okay, I got to make a quick segue here. Um... 
So where we work, we hired a director of inclusivity and like something, something. It's a, it's a great role. I'm thrilled we did it. And uh, yes. So we hired this, this lady, lovely woman and in her like introduction to all of us. Cause like it's all in zoom calls. Cause we, you know, Oh my God. I'm so excited. <laughs> so she starts going over like everything she's done and like worked for or whatever. And she's like, I've worked for like this sports team. I worked for this place. Like I worked for, or I supported a Quidditch cup and Oh my God. And then she just keeps going like nothing happened. And my friend and I that were that work together, we are Facebook messaging live while this is happening. We're like, did she just say this? We're like, uh, it's like a segue back to our conversation. Uh, uh, excuse me, Quidditch? Yeah, Chiquita, roll back, please. I loved it. I want to know more. Right. Uh, for those that don't know, Quidditch is basically the wizarding sport. It's kind of like if lacrosse and rugby and like soccer wow. all like started flying in the air and then had like hula hoops on sticks really as the goals. goals but like you could also hit each other like football or rugby so that's kind of crazy i think it's rugby i think it's more like rugby it's like the most they, it's so dangerous let's let these teenagers fly around on brooms up in the air and hit each other but it's terrifying it's, it's kind of like rugby and lacrosse because some of them have sticks but they have gloves or do all of them have sticks i can't remember nobody but has you, sticks there's just the, oh, the only people that have sticks are the beaters because you hit bludgers with beaters so they yeah. like fred and george who are this they're them they're the yeah. beaters on the gryffindor team this is all from memory i'd like to let you know this is not in my notes i'm very proud of myself but if you uh, catch the golden snitch, then that team wins everything. So you have a secret. You, have, you actually oh. have to catch the snitch to end the game. The game can keep going. You could score a bazillion points, but it doesn't end until the seeker catches the snitch. Yeah, so the, seek, the seeker is technically like a winger in rugby. So the winger yeah. is like the really, really fast outsider, and they are going to just hustle their bustle all the way to the end of the field and try to catch that ball and bring it into the the goal area. So I, I, I if I had to say in my limited information i think that's kind of what i would project yeah. it as right yeah but and then you, you catch, if you if you have like a bazillion points so sorry rolling back here if you have like a bazillion points on like team a and then team b catches the snitch does team b win automatically because it's the no okay. you just have to have more points got you got so, you okay like there's been instances in history <laughs> <laughs> where like, somebody has just grabbed the snitch to end the game because like they were just losing by an impossible amount and they just wanted the game to fucking end so like they'll grab the snitch to just end it and they ate it only harry potter did he put it in his mouth and then he, you know i'm so happy we were able to sneak quidditch in because i didn't take quidditch notes because i was like girl you have 12 pages you need to calm the tea so i was like i'd I'll just leave it out. If it comes up organically, we're going to go with it. I'm so happy it happened. I like Quidditch. So we also, later in the series, we get introduced like a fan favorite who is Dobby the house elf. My dog has dog ears. Dobby is amazing. It's really funny. I like to like, sometimes my cats carry around toys and they carry on socks sometimes. And I'll be like, mess, it gave Dobby a sock. Dobby's free. And my cats are just like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, it's funny, but also uh, the house elves, now that we're looking at it from not our funny. Not funny. 2021 eyes, 
that was also slavery and that was problematic um uh, a fun anecdote though oh my dog's having a nightmare one second apparently dobby the ears on dobby were like modeled after like a floppy eared dog so that that's cute oh that's pretty cute that's pretty cute we also have some great secondary characters we have like luna lovegood she showed up all like wackadoodly and you're like she's relatable she's weird I had a teacher that was like in love with her and it weirded me out a little bit. Now that I'm older, I'm like, oh yeah, no, I get it. We also had uh, Seamus who also became uh, like a little problematic. I feel like the Irish were not very pleased that uh, Seamus Finnegan became the Irish student. I know that there were some issues there. England and Ireland. The unicorn and nope. Nope. You know what I'm saying. That's Scotland. (laughs) I like where you went. I like also that I'm sharp enough to know, to remember these things from last week. So, Mm. got it. So that, that would be like a lot of stuff. Not all of that happened in Philosopher's Stone, obviously, but book two was Chamber of Secrets. So this is where we find uh, characters like Tom Riddle. We find out about more magical creatures like the Basilisk. Big ass snake. Book three, we find the prisoner of Azkaban. So Azkaban is basically the wizarding Alcatraz. It's like wizarding jail. It is guarded by these creatures called Dementors, which are basically soul suckers. They suck like all the happiness out of you. So they they guard the prison. Really shitty police officers. Like, isn't that police officers? What? Uh, What? But yeah, they're basically like spirit sucking police officers and they bring like sadness everywhere. We also meet Sirius Black, who's Harry's godfather. He is James Potter, who is Harry Potter's dad's one of his best friends. This is also where we are introduced to the wackadoodle Professor Trelawney, who is like low-key amazing and hilarious. Her big her big glasses. I mean Right. I know we're talking about the movie, but still. Still. She's how I'd picture her. We're also introduced to creatures like Buckbeak, the Hippogriff. We find out magic items like the Time Turner. So Hermione's like registered in every class that's available. And everybody's like, how is she doing it? And she's rewinding time so she can be in two classes at once. Because, like, girl, calm down. Oh, love this bitch. You know what? The only problematic she's so thing, amazing. She's, like, going to be real. She better be real good at spells when she's older because her skin... Her skin will not be able to keep up with two classes oh my God. in one day. No, it's going to be twice the amount of sun in one day. Two classes per timeline at the same time. Yeah. So Bonkers. How many, how many did they take in a day? How, like, what, how many classes did you take in a day? Four or five? Maybe like four. I'd say four classes seems so like, like reasonable. Eight or ten per day. Sunscreen is not enough. You need like formaldehyde. You could make one of you pee for the other one of you, so, like, other you would always be peeing, and current you would never have to go pee. You'd save so much time. I would have one person <laughs> exercising and one person eating. <laughs> I like yeah. food a lot. Oh, I like my God, food. amazing. <laughs> we Somewhere also that's find... problematic. I'll shut up. Go. It's okay. 
We also find out Peter Pettigrew, who was hiding as a rat named Scabber. So we find all about like Animagus. We also meet Professor Lupin, who was also friends with James and they were the Marauders. They had this item called the Marauders Map. I have one. <laughs> My favorite <laughs> items are Marauders Map and the Polyjuice poly juice Potion. And the Invisibility Cloak. I mean, that's fucking sick. So... Okay, so book four was amazing. I remember when book four came out, I was camping. It was summer. I, like, made my mom take me to buy it. Like, I had to get this fucking book. And then I stayed inside our, like, camper for two days straight. Crushed it. In, like, summer. It was roasting. But I would just (laughs) read this book all day. Like, I didn't want to hang out with people. I wanted to read this book so so bad. And I read it in, like, two days. And that's a thick book. Book four is by far the largest book. I was like that with a series because I'm like a little older than you. There's a series called Unicorns of Bel And I was like eating that book. Yeah. I miss missing books that much. Like I miss wanting a book that much. There's too many distractions now. now we, well, now we have podcasts. <laughs> now we can talk about the books we used to read. Now we can pretend people care about what we're saying and talk about the books we used to read. <laughs> So book four is where they finally gave us the pronunciation of Hermione. And we only know it because they're teaching Victor Crumb how to properly say her name because he he doesn't speak English as his first language. So he has to learn to say Hermione's name and he says it like phonetically. And then we're all like, what? That's what? That should have been in the first book. Like, are you kidding me? You wanted me to know how to play like Voldemort, but you can't give me Hermione? (laughs) <laughs> what the hell so this is also where we learn about like the two other wi- two other wizarding schools we learn about Bobotten Bobotten yeah, Bobotten and Durmstrang where they take place and the Triwizard Cup happens so this is also where we meet Mad-Eye Moody basically Harry Potter every book Harry Potter has to save Hogwarts or the world from Voldemort in some way or the other. So this one is the Triwizard Cup into which the three houses, the three schools all compete, but Harry somehow gets in it and he has to fight for his life. Cue meeting our heartthrob, Robert Pattinson, as the one and only Cedric Diggory. Oh, yeah, right. So Not this is like before Twilight. I just like can't get behind and- that weird skinny kid. Sorry, man. I just, like, I have to give it to our Pats. Because he died in this movie and then literally came back as a vampire in a whole other series. Like, solid career. I love it. Actually really funny, and I truly didn't even realize that was him. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I I loved the name Cedric so much. In my game, Harvest Moon, for my Nintendo 64, I have a character named Cedric. Like, I named my main character Cedric. I also used to name my Neopets Padfoot um, after Sirius Black's character. I'd get like a Kachik. It's a little critter called a Kachik. And I would name them like Padfoot, but I'd spell it weird, like put a silent E on the end or like two T's or something. So I could have like a lot of them all named Padfoot. (laughs) Yep. That's a real problem. Learning stuff today. Sorry, just going to interrupt our regular scheduled programming. So quick note. I haven't done this before, but since I am editing this audio track, I thought I would add that the reason why I don't have any 
information on Neopets is because all my Neopets were named after emo bands or whatever. I think my Neopets login was Simple Plan 4. <laughs> so <laughs> Jill was probably cooler than me. That's it. All right. That's, that's all I got. Bye. So basically this is where Voldemort comes back. He kills Cedric Diggory. Spoiler. He comes back. Harry comes back from the battle and he's like, oh my God, Voldemort's coming back. And everybody's like, bitch. Half the world's like, you're a liar. And the other world's like, no. And it's basically what's happening with COVID right now. It's just about wizards. So relatable topic. Vaccinations aren't real. The earth is flat. What? I don't want to wear a mask. What? What's happening? I don't want to be a political podcast, but... <laughs> but it's yeah. the battle that's happening, though. Maybe Harry Potter's lying. We don't today, know. We today there. is the day that we could register to get a vaccine. Did you register? Yeah. I like free cool. stuff, so I'm here for it. what just happened? Yeah, she saw ghosts. That was my dog chasing my cat. Oh, I didn't see the cat. I just saw your dog barking at nothing. Oh. So wait, did you register? Yeah. Sick. I haven't yet, so I'm going to cut this It's out. free. Yeah, cut it out. Cut <laughs> it out. So, book five. Boom. Order of the Phoenix. This is when half the world's like, holy shit, Voldemort's coming back. And half the world's like, nah, you're crazy. Everything's chill, my dog. So introduce Dolores Umbridge, the greatest villain of our wizarding time. She is just such a bitch. You know, I like, I'm like, I, I fucking that, like, love it, but I'm also like upset because the greatest vill- villain of all time is a woman. I guess she would probably marry Darth Vader and I'd be happy. Oh but. God, she's just so mean. Or do we just feel this way because she's a woman and we're like, oh, how dare you? No, she's just, like, unnecessarily mean and wrong. She's like when you see a woman supporting Trump. That's what I mean. Yeah, it's like when somebody's protesting that they don't want, like, birth control for somebody, and you're like, why the fuck wouldn't you, like, want any sort of contraception for us? And then people are like, I don't think you need that. And you're like, what the fuck is your life, my dude? Greater good. Heated. Oh, my God, heated. Oh, I'm done this note. Hold on. Confetti throw. Okay. So, Dolores Umbridge. This is basically where she cancels a bunch of classes, turns the school into, like, a horrible place, so they start Dumbledore's army. It's a secret army where they're kind of, like... Yeah. And, like, kitten plates. Dolores Umbridge has a lot of kitten plates. Yeah. It's kind of... She looks cute, but she's a guy. Yes. (laughs) They all start learning magic. So they get Harry to start teaching them like secret magic in the room of requirements so they can all be prepared because like all these students are like something's coming and they've stopped teaching us like magic and spells like they don't want us to like know how to do anything. And there's a whole issue. Everything goes to shit. Harry actually ends up having these, like, visions, because he's always having visions from Voldemort. It's Harry Potter, and he has a lightning bolt. He's got a lightning bolt on his head. He's magic with his bangs. So they go, and he gets a prop. Is that what hairdressers say? Yeah. Hide your bangs. Got that scar. Magic bang. Every time I move their bangs, I'm like, Harry Potter. Tut, tut. Pep, peps. So... 
Cue Sirius Black. Cue him dying. So Half blood print. Appropriate. It's yeah. super appropriate. Sirius Black, don't die. So book six, we got the Half-Blood Prince. Basically, there's lots of twists and turns in this one. Ron dates a girl. Hermione's confused about it. There's a lot of Death Eaters that are showing up. There's a whole bunch of issues, but we find out, like, Draco's been kind of working with the Death Eaters. Draco Malfoy is also Harry Potter's, like, arch nemesis. He's basically, like, the rich, snooty blonde kid who thinks he's, like, better than everybody else because he's a pure blood wizard, which means both his parents are wizards. They've always been wizards, and there's no been intermixing of wizards. They're just... So he's inbred for sure. It's like Game of Thrones bloodlines kind of shit, where you're like, I'm a Lan- He's a Lannister! Yeah. He's a Lannister. Malfoys are Lannisters. His cousins, his dad. Maybe. We like don't it, know. Like uh, like the ancient Egyptians, where they were like, we can't tarnish the royal bloodline. Like any royals ever. Like the British. <laughs> like all royals. Like Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> oh, no! This podcast <laughs> got so... You're going to have to change where our podcast is to political... I guess I never introduced Elvis Dumbledore, but if you don't know him, you don't know anything, anything. about Harry Potter. He's basically the OG that. master of Hogwarts. Yeah, you don't know nothing. But like, huge plot twist, we have our boy Severus Snape, my one true love, my man above man's, Alan Rickman. Shout out. I love Snape so much. Alan Rickman, dogma. What's, what's up? Also, the cranky alien in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Also, the kind of jerky dad in Love Actually. Also, one of the main actors in Galaxy Quest. Absolutely. I'm here for it. So, there's a huge thing. He dies. Plot twist. I remember people, there used to be like these shirts you could get printed that said like Snape kills Dumbledore and it would be like on page whatever. And people started getting these shirts like when the book came out and my friend would wear one on the Skytrain and you'd see like people reading the book and then they'd like look at his shirt and then flip to the page and be like, what the fuck? And I was like, whoa, that is savage. Rude. That's so rude. That was like the a meme on a shirt. These were the days. Like fuckers. So we end up, boom. That's book six. In book six, we also learn what a horcrux is. So the whole end of this book ends up in book seven, Deathly Hollows, where Ron, Hermione, and Harry are all looking for these things called like horcruxes. So what is a horcrux? A horcrux is an object formed by dark magic that is used by a wizard or witch to achieve immortality by splitting one's soul. So basically you put a piece of your soul into an item. The only way you can make a horcrux is to deliberately commit murder. So you have to like willfully, knowingly, and like unabashedly kill somebody with zero regret. And when you do that, part of your soul kind of tears away, and then you use magic to sever that piece of your soul and attach it to an object. Okay. So we find out in book seven that Voldemort has done this. This is why he keeps coming back. He won't ever fully die. I guess, like, in book seven, you basically find out, like, what a horcrux is, and then they go after Voldemort, and it's like, bing, bada, bong, bada, boom, big battle at Hogwarts, cha-cha-cha, Harry Potter. We're also introduced at the end of the series to one of the worst names 
in history, but not to be outdone by Renesme because that is an abomination of a name. Is that actually the pronunciation? Renesme? That's it? Yeah, it's Renesme. It's okay. Renee and Esme as a name, but that's the Twilight name. The name in Harry Potter we're gifted with is Elbus Severus, <laughs> which is like you named one of your kids James, but you you fucking named the other one Elbus Severus. It couldn't have been like Elbus James, Elbus Severus Potter. It's a horrible sure. name. Why not? Because like Elbus Dumbledore. Yeah, but, like, Dumbledore's a last name. Severus is the middle name. It's just a lot of, like, us's. Albus Severus. I don't disagree. i just, like, not going to fight about it because naming anything is difficult. Especially in fantasy novels. What is it? Uh, Have you ever seen Gentleman? Nope. Did you watch Gentleman Broncos? I did. I learned about that weird, like, may you ever be in the Star Fairies barnacle. If you add... What is it if you add onus, anus, or honest to any yeah, name? Yeah, it becomes that's a fantasy basically novel. it. Like that's basically this Severus. whole name. Yeah. So I guess like one other thing in Harry Potter that like I'm gonna skip my whole other section of spells because there's too many, and that's for a whole other episode. I'll just do my own spin-off series where I go into too much detail about Harry Potter <laughs> to nobody by myself. No, I'll listen. I love it. <laughs> Takes so, the pressure off. I I have, like, a little thing about, like, Hogwarts, I guess. So, like, in Hogwarts school, there's different houses, which are basically, like, your different sororities that you get sorted into, or, like, frats, kind of, that you're sorted into, like, your little housing groups. Mm-hmm. And your housing group can earn points. So we have Gryffindor, Ravenclaw, Hufflepuff, and Slytherin. Yes. And they're all actually assigned, like, different elements. I dove real deep last night. So Gryffindor actually is best represented by the fire element. The values of it are bravery, daring, nerve, and chivalry. Their animal is a lion, and their colors are scarlet and gold. Their founder is Godric Gryffindor, and their house ghost is nearly headless Nick. Because I feel like the ghosts were very overlooked in the movies. Like, we didn't even get a peeves. Actually, that's true. In the book, they were a really big deal. They were they were there quite a bit, like along with like Moaning Myrtle is like one of the only ones in Nearly Headless Nick that you think about. But yeah. like the Grey Lady is there and we have like the Fat Friar. Yeah, no, you're totally right. Ghosts, and they were kind of overlooked in, in the movie. Same with like the house elf movement that Hermione did to like free the house elves that were yeah. working in the kitchens of Hogwarts. Like that just didn't even make it in. Yep. Well, hey, like I've I've always said, my biggest pet peeve when I well, like literally to roll back time when I saw the Harry Potter movies, that was my first introduction to like pure disappointment with Hollywood because I had read all the books, all the details. Truly, I was like, why does the the Hobbit get three movies, but each Harry Potter book gets one? I don't know. And also, like as a child. I would fully sit through a four-hour movie. Like, why the fuck are you cutting this shit off? A hundred percent of magic. Yeah. They could have extended those movies by like 45 minutes each. And I'd still be like, yeah, Yeah, that's fine. Instead, I'm accidentally going to watch Once Upon a Time in Mexico with Julia Roberts and Brad Pitt and sitting through like a two and a half hour movie. And my mom is like 
freaking out in the parking lot because we don't have cell phones yet. I yeah. didn't know it was going to be that long. And Nobody I didn't knew. watch any of it because I didn't understand it. <laughs> How did I get here? At least it was magic. I would have been like, okay. Okay. Our next house is Ravenclaw. They're best rep- represented by air. Their values are intelligence, knowledge, curiosity, creativity, and wit. Their animal is an eagle, which is surprising because their name is Ravenclaw. Their colors are blue and bronze. Their founder is Rowena Ravenclaw. And their ghost is the gray lady who is actually Rowena's daughter. Oh. She haunts Hogwarts. I'm a Ravenclaw. Oh, I'm not going to tell you who I am because I need you to guess when I'm done. Okay. I kind of figured you were a Ravenclaw. That was my guess. So we have Hufflepuff next, who is best represented by the Earth. Their values are hard work, dedication, patience, loyalty, and fair play. (laughs) Their animal is a badger. Their colors are yellow and black. Their founder is Helga Hufflepuff, and their ghost is the Fat Friar. You're a Hufflepuff, aren't you? Girl, don't insult me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We're at Slytherin House. Uh, Their best... Their element is water. Their values are ambition, leadership, self-preservation, and resourcefulness, and cunning. Their animal is a serpent. Their colors are emerald, green, and silver. Their founder is Salazar Slytherin, and their ghost is the Bloody Baron. Jordan's a Slytherin. So I wanted to know, like, what you, what do you think I am? And you're not a Hufflepuff. <laughs> I am not a Hufflepuff. Okay. I am are you not a Hufflepuff? Are you a Gryffindor? Absolutely not. Oh, really? Okay. This is a 50-50 guess. My Harry Potter trivia team is probably being like, how the fuck? <laughs> I don't know. Because now I've like, because I, I didn't really think you were a Gryffindor, but I was like, If I don't ask that one, that's the one she probably is. You have, like, two options. Yeah, I know, but I don't want to get it wrong, and I'm inevitably going to get it wrong. Are you a... Are you a Slytherin? Yes! Ah. All right, I'm back. Another interruption. So, in my defense... I just didn't think Jill was a Slytherin. Not that there, like, there's nothing wrong with a Slytherin. My husband is a Slytherin. Facts. This is facts. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I, my rose-colored glasses are just way too big, and I should give them back to Luna. I don't know what's wrong with me. So, I didn't. I didn't want to pick it, or like maybe I thought that. Oh, my dog is shaking her head behind me. Maybe I just thought she'd be offended. I truly don't know. Anyways, my bad. Fuck me. Whatever. Bye. I am 100% in House Slytherin. Self-preservation is my number one jam. Uh, and But no offense to the Hufflepuffs out there. I love them because I consider myself on Team Hufflepuff at Trivia. But it's only because we have two Gryffindors and two Ravenclaws. So me and the Hufflepuff are like, yo, we got to have each other's backs. I, I'm like a little astonished you didn't know I was a Slytherin. I'm sorry. I think because the only two people I know in my immediate circle are Jordan and then my friend's wife, Lindsay. And I just, I don't know, for you, I just didn't, 
Mm-hmm. I was like, I am, I am one of the blessed ones. So, oh, how so? Because I'm a Slytherin. God. Nah. Nah. I'm Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw. Uh, you guys are smarty pants know it alls. I'm not like, a know it all. That's what that's what a Ravenclaw is. Book a book bird. A book bird. I'm just older a than book you. Book bird. Uh, I also recently, thanks to TikTok, have found out that I have a very problematic tattoo. Oh. Which, like, now that I sit here, I'm like, oh, shit, it is. But also, shit. Uh, I have I have a dark mark tattoo. Like the, like the... Like, I don't know where my camera is. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Yeah, like, I fully got a dark mark tattoo, and I love it, and I think it's, like, so beautiful, and then I watched a TikTok where some some person was like, did you know people, those are red flag tattoos, because Death Eaters were basically Nazis, and I was like, she's not wrong! (gasps) I know, right? And I sat there, and I was just like, son of a bitch, like, I never made this connection. But, like, as a child, I was just, like, Death Eaters. No. But I was thinking, like, for me, I was more like Severus Snape because, like, he was no, a I Death don't. Eater. And then he, like, changed it because I also have Alan a Griffin. Deathly I have a Deathly Hollows tattoo, too. So I was, yeah. like, this forever, always, like, amazing. And, like, I saw that TikTok and I was just, like, son of a bitch. That so... Like, it's okay. It's going to be, it's, like, hidden. It's, like, surrounded now. But I was just, like, cool. Good to know. But, like, we discussed earlier, it's open for interpretation. And um, even if the author may have intended or, like, planted seeds of that, if that's not how you interpreted it, that's not, that's not, you know, it's Harry Potter fandom lore. It doesn't have to be rooted necessarily in real life. It's things. true. I feel like, like I, I only have one more question regarding okay. Harry Potter. Cause I just, I feel like I could talk forever about this series and like have a whole spinoff podcast. It could go on forever. I do. So I made a quiz of Harry Potter quotes. Oh, that I would love to ask you okay. and see if you see if you know them. I also have some jokes to finish the podcast with, so we're always going to end it on like a horribly cheesy note. Excellent. Okay, but this quiz, I was really proud of it. I do have some voices semi-prepared, so I will be putting some afflictions on words so you might have a hint. But are you ready for my quote quiz? <laughs> uh, fucking thrilled. Let's do it. Okay, we're going to start really easy. Number one, you're a wizard, Harry. Hagrid. Yes. <laughs> Our second one. Always. Always? Always. Is it Elvis Dumbledore? No. Fuck. He's my, it's, okay, hint, it's from my favorite. Snape? My main yes. Okay, Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. Our next one. She needs to sort out her priorities. Oh shit, man. <laughs> Think young. He's got dirt on his nose. Uh, is it one of the twins? No, but close. Oh, the Scottish guy. No, Ron. Cold. 
Yeah. <laughs> the Scottish guy, Ron. I was like, I'll give it to you. <laughs> I was thinking Seamus for some reason. That's fair. That's not the Scottish guy at all. Okay. Ready for our fourth one. No. Okay. Okay. Fear of a name only increases fear of the thing itself. Hermione. Yes. Or Hermione. What did you say? Hermione. 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 Jesus. Oh my God. This poor name. This one is going to be a lot harder. It is a trick question. So I will give you bonus points. That mean absolutely nothing. You'll get 10 points to House Ravenclaw if you get this one. Okay. Okay. I'm a wizard, not a baboon brandishing a stick. It's like you can you can taste it in the tip of your ears, but you don't know what it is. Yeah, I'm a wizard, not a bam- baboon brandishing a stick. Yeah. And were you doing it in like a feminine voice? Yeah. Ooh, guess who me? Um, it's not Professor Sprout. It's not. Is it McGonagall? No. Oh. No, I guess she wouldn't say that, hey? Um. I don't know. Flitwick. Oh, I would not have got that. I was like, that's bonus points. Yeah, it's not like a, a feminine voice, but it's like a high-pitched little man voice. No, I I'd know, say. I couldn't, I couldn't, like, I was like, what? When McGonagall, I was like, she wouldn't say that, but she's prominent enough that it would may or may not be included. Yeah, that was a tough one. She'd like say, like, do you want me to transfigure either one of you into a pocket watch so you'll arrive to class on time? She'd say something like that. Oh my gosh. But I guess like that would be my segment because I just have, it's just, I'm too excited. I'm too stimulated by this topic and I need to chill. (laughs) Yep. But to sum it up, this book was gifted to us by an unknown spirit. It's amazing. If you love it, that's great. If you resonate with it, that's great. If you don't like it, that's also fair. Yep. Uh, Which I will quickly segue over. Um, So the author, J.K. Rowling's, which Rowling, Rowling's, whatever. Uh, She's such a misinformed individual, and I wish she would allow someone to educate her incredibly frustrating person right now especially her crimes on humanity this is the crime portion like i'd say the most frustrating part is she's so hung up on the word woman for the what is identify what identifies as a woman and it's like you don't need a vagina to be a woman a woman is a made-up term it's a name that we've given to the more feminine species who wish to identify as a woman it's such a scale. It's not mm-hmm. a, there's nothing definite about it. It's a construct. It's a construct, man. It's like, it's not, it's not real. So it's like the fact that she's so hung up on this bullshit is like infuriating. So yeah. Anyways, it, it really broke my heart when all that happened. Well, yeah. And she won't back down, which is wild. It's like, you're not, you can't on something that we made up in the beginning, whenever, whenever, we decided to make up these terms and, and gender people uh, based mm-hmm. on physicality or whatever the fuck. You, like that's not a, it's, not a re- it's a construct. Like you said, it's not a real thing. So you can't get behind it like all crazy brick and mortar and be like, yeah, this is what it is. That's not real life. 
I remember in elementary school, I won, there was like this little contest in the school and a few of us won, but I won one of the, the passes to go see JK Rowling, like speak live in an auditorium. And oh, cool. I just that remember cool. like, it was such a highlight for me and I was so excited and I'm so mad now that I'm older to know that she was so fucking horrible and like that was such a nice moment for me and now I'm like that shit well she's ruined well that well that like that's not I wouldn't let that be ruined for you because like that was a good a special little moment for your tiny little self and it's like it's really unfortunate that this uh, uh, this woman who appears to be educated is so misinformed and stubborn and so incredibly fucking stupid which so is, stupid which is like wild to me um yeah but well on that note we can like jump over into a really cool quote not yeah quote anyway statement daniel radcliffe put up on all this um i'm sure everyone's heard this but if they haven't here it is I realize that certain press outlets will probably want to paint this as in fighting between J.K. Rowling's and myself, but that's really not what this is, nor is that what's important right now. While Joe, so J.K. Rowling's Joe, is unquestionably responsible for the course of the course my life has taken as someone who has been honored to work with and continue to contribute to the Trevor Project for the last decade as being a human being, I feel compelled to say something at this moment. Transgendered women are women. Any statement to the contrary erases the identity that dignifies transgendered people and goes against all advised, all advice given by professional health care authorities. Nope. Professional health care associations who have far more expertise on the subject and matter than either myself or Joe has. According to the Trevor Project, 78% of transgender and non-binary youth reported being the subject of discrimination due to their gender identity. It's clear that we need to do more to support transgender non-binary people, not invalidate their identities and not cause further harm to them. I'm still learning how to be a better ally. So if you want to join me in learning more about transgender non-binary identities, check out the Trevor Project's Guide to Being an Ally to Transgender and Non-Binary Youth. It's an introductory educational resource that provides a wide range of topics, including the differences between sex and gender. This is not what he's saying. This is just me. That's a huge fucking thing. There's a massive difference between sex and gender. Jesus Christ, fucking JK Rowling's. What the fuck? Okay, back to Daniel Radcliffe. And shares the best practices on how to support transgender and non-binary people. To the people who feel that their experience of the books has been tarnished or diminished, I am deeply sorry for these pains. I really hope that you don't entirely lose what was valuable in these stories to you. If these books taught you that love is the strongest force in the universe capable of overcoming anything, if they taught you that strength is found in diversity and that dogmatic ideas of pureness lead to the oppression of vulnerable, vulnerable groups, if you believe that a particular character is trans... Did I just skip? I think I did. I'm so sorry. Apology accepted. Thank you. If these books taught you that love is the strongest force in the universe, capable of overcoming anything, if they taught you that strength is found in diversity and that dogmatic ideas of pureness lead to the oppression of vulnerable groups, if you believe that a particular character is trans, non-binary, or gender-fluid, or that they are gay or bisexual... 
If you found anything in these stories that resonated with you and helped you at any time in your life, then that is between you and the book that you read, and that is sacred. And that, in my opinion, nobody can touch. It means to you what it means to you, and I hope that these comments will not taint you too much. Love always, Dan. I, Did you I have- love Harry Potter. Yeah. My bathroom is actually Harry Potter themed. You know what? That's a fun fact. Um, love that. But I have a Ministry of Magic sticker on my toilet. That's awesome. So if you like That's stepped really in my toilet, you can flush yourself down. <laughs> um, the group that Daniel Radcliffe supports is the TrevorProject.org. So it's a guide to being an ally to transgender and non-binary youth. And like I said earlier, I think that's incredible. And I think it's amazing that people with this much of a following are stepping out and really, really honoring the difference between sex and gender because it is not the same fucking thing. No. Yeah, man, J.K. Rowling's like... Get off your fucking weird gendered high horse, like right. Ugh. Think about the people that found comfort in this weird world you created because maybe their world out here wasn't going good, and then you took it the fuck yeah. away from them. But that is exactly what she did herself. She created this world because of some abuse she was going through, and then she took it away from everybody else. Yeah, she's being a cunt. <laughs> Drink twice. <laughs> uh, it's so, crime time. Well, it's not really crime time because, yeah, I, I think it, I, well, like I, it's a Kelsey case, which means it's soft. <laughs> it's soft, but it's not soft. And I'm happy Jordan left because I'm going to talk about things I don't know a lot about. Okay. Yay. Kelsey cases are softer cases. More so. Less, yeah. less murder, murder cases. So we're <laughs> going to talk segment I've created. It's true, though. Um, I have to move my apple chips because they're on my book. I need my book. So we're going to talk about David Holmes. So David Holmes was born in 1981 in England. That's not true. In the UK. <laughs> <laughs> I know him. No, he's a... Um, uh, uh, UK actor slash stunt double. Dun, 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 dun. Cool. And, um, yeah. So he has he had a pretty like a really reasonable career, all things considering. He got introduced into the industry quite early on, and uh, in the UK, it's a lot more difficult to get into stunts. Like you have to pass like there's like a um, like a test. You have to qualify to be like a full stunt member. Whereas, like, in Canada, you just have to have enough credits. And then they're like, come on aboard. But in the UK, UK, which is still difficult. Don't get me wrong. It's quite, it's difficult. These people work hard. Um, In the UK, you have to, like, have a set of skills. Like, Liam Neeson. You have to, like, ride a horse and, like, X other things, right? That's crazy. Yeah. So there, it's it's a different world over there. So uh, David Holmes, this young gentleman... He's a gymnast, and I guess he got started in stunt performing at the tender age of 14 uh, on a movie you may have heard of, Lost in Space. I have heard of that. Pretty adorable. I think these people Um, are lost in space, if I'm not mistaken. 
Yeah, it's the Swiss Family Robinson, but in space. I like it. Yeah, it's good. It's fine. Um, he also <laughs> he also did the Prince of Persia, the Golden Compass, and eight Harry Potter films. He's in the Golden Compass. I know, which is super sick. I think, like the movie, or oh, the movie. Solid for the actors, but that movie was not as good as the new TV show. Oh, oh, yeah, duh! That TV show came out of nowhere. Oh my gosh, so good! That yeah, movie that's... looks like an abomination compared to this TV show because there's so much good detail in the TV show. But back that's in my the day, segue. That movie the movie was my... the shit back in the. You can't you can't preach the the TV show if it didn't exist when we just had the movie. We didn't know. Sure, we we're naive. No. We we're young. Yeah. So our children. Yeah. So this boy, this gentleman, this individual, uh, busted his ass on eight of the Harry Potter movies. Uh, unfortunately, on the set for Deadly Hallows, uh, January twenty eighth, two thousand nine, David Holmes is twenty five. He was paralyzed on set, like fully Oof. from the fully from the neck down. Um, he was supposed to ride a broom, and there was going to be an explosion, and there was a ratchet that would pull him backwards. But the ratchet misfired, and he ended up uh, missing the mats and hitting the floor. Um, yeah. So in a quote, his I have uh, that I read from Daniel Radcliffe, or sorry, no, Daniel Radcliffe. From David Holmes, the coordinator, the coordinator's name is Greg Powell. He ran over and was like, squeeze my hand. And um, David tried. To, he said he could raise his arm, but he couldn't squeeze his hand. Um, and then he's like, fuck, I knew. Like, he he didn't say fuck. He was like, oh, I knew it was really serious at that point. Um, so I guess what had happened was he had broken his neck. And he had lost the use of her broken neck, lost the use of his arms and legs. Um, he can move his arms a little bit, but like he doesn't have just fo- fo- like full motor skills, unfortunately. Um, so that's incredibly terrible. And like you know how close the stunt world is. Yeah. yeah. So like it's, there's been. T- it's terrifying that that's a risk of a job. Like, today you're going to pretend to fall off an imaginary broom. You may or may not die. Like, that is such a weird level it's, of... Like, it's, it's, it's bizarre that that's a job, like, something you ask of somebody. Like, hey, yeah. will you do this? These are the risks, but can you do it? It's like when you see those medicines on TV and they're like, do you just have bad headaches? Well, if you take this, your headache will be gone, but you might suffer from nausea, foot loss, mm-hmm. gingivitis, gangrene. Encephalitis, yeah. anthrax, well, apostles, well, just, macaroni. just like those macaroni. So just like that, there's like a bunch of scientists behind it, like hoping that th- that doesn't happen. Like there's like when when this happened to him, there would be there's safety on set. There's the coordinators. They've rehearsed this like this. This individual has probably re- individual. Yeah. David Holmes has probably rehearsed this two or three times. If he didn't, there was somebody else there for Previs that did it to test that was his same weight and height to test the physics of it. There's a rigor that's doing the physics. Someone's doing the math. Like It's so crazy. So many, that's so much stuff. There, Yeah, there's so many people in place to protect these people. 
and still terrible, 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 terrible things happen. And like been time after my husband's been on set where something went wrong and he, uh, the rig failed and he was thrown off set and he had like bad, I can't talk about it, but you know, anyways, uh, it's, there's, there's things that happen no matter how careful you are. It's, yeah. it's unfortunately part of the risk of the job. And that's why they are stunt performers. And it's, it's wild. It's, it, it's wild. <laughs> this is a weird comparison, but it reminds me of, you know, when people are like, if you don't want to have a kid, the only sure form of abstinence is don't have sex. But it's like, you know, you have kids out there who think like, oh, a condom will cover everything, but there's still that like <laughs> risk. And that's what this job is making me think of when it's like the only way to never get hurt in this career path is to not do it. Like something will go wrong at some point and it might be minor, it might be major. So it's just it's just a very strange risk factor for me to factor into a job. Yeah, it's it's so interesting field. Um, But Daniel Radcliffe and David Holmes have started a podcast now. That's cool. Yeah, it's called Cunning Stunts, and they interview stunt doubles and stunt performers all over the globe, and they're huge advocates for these individuals getting their own Oscars and form of recognition because these people are actors and they get their asses handed to them day in, day out when they go to work. Or worse, they die, which is... Who who was he a stunt double for? David Holmes? Yeah. Daniel Radcliffe. He's his stunt double. He's his stunt double. I didn't say that's that crazy. Oh, I I was kind of like, ooh, who is he? And then I kept picturing like just broom scenes, and I'm like, was he Oliver Wood? Yeah, is yeah, he no, like yeah. what? And then I was like, where did somebody like zip backwards? And I just kept thinking about Quidditch, but that makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that that's that's terrifying. Um, but yeah, so they're they're still like really really good friends. So it's really important to Daniel Radcliffe, uh, what I like for what I've seen online from videos and some some of his quotes from him that when people see him with this this person in a wheelchair, he doesn't want that to be what people like. The, he doesn't want that to be the standard. Like, oh, there's Daniel Radcliffe with a dude in the wheelchair. He's like, nope, this is my friend. This is David Holmes. He broke his neck working for me, and that's like he's been a huge advocate for that. So that's that's awesome. That's cool. Yeah. Um, obviously that's what a terrible. Nice guy. Yeah, truly, right? So, yeah. So that's uh oh, no, I had something funny. What was I talking about? Okay. Don't no, I have jokes too. Don't worry. You got jokes. And I have a new way to sign off the podcast kind of. Well, we have like an, an Instagram now. Oh. Right. <laughs> I've made two posts. Um, so I have a my 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 lighthearted my other segment where it's like not talking about random things I barely know anything about. But the next random thing I barely know anything about is Canadian law. Ooh, what are we learning about? I think you're gonna like this. Oh, how many God. geese go into a moose trade? Oh. How many, two, how many two fours you can get for your butt over there at the old Timmy's? <laughs> so in Canada, under the section 365 of Canadians Criminal Code, <laughs> um, it states that 
you cannot you cannot do fraudulent magic basically so what if if you are fraudulently practicing witchcraft it's illegal and you can go to jail for up to six months or pay a fine of two thousand dollars um that includes pretends to exercise or to use any kind of witchcraft sorcery enchantment or conjuration okay so undertakes a consideration (laughs) to tell fortunes this is my favorite part right now oh my god pretend pretends from his skill in or knowledge of an occult or crafty science to discover where or in what manner anything that is supposed to have been stolen or lost may be found. So why I like that one is because it says his. So if the Canadian law is gendering us, does that mean you and I can do that? And not I can do witchcraft? <laughs> no, no, no. Can... You can pretend to do witchcraft. Because if you're actually doing witchcraft under the Canadian law, you're, you're clear. So if I pretend to do witchcraft, I can go to jail. Yeah, but maybe not because you're a girl and they they add, they use gender in the law. So, oh, yeah, I'm so excited. You know what I mean? That's our first T-shirt we're gonna sell. <laughs> it's just with that printed on it. So anybody yeah. that practices witchcraft can just show this shirt and be like, "I'm faking it," but there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, it says his. In so his I can killer. I can LARP as a witch. Yeah. And I know I won't be doing magic and there's jack shit they can do. So if I see a bunch of dudes LARPing and pretending they're wizards, I can call the cops and they can go to jail? <laughs> um, well, I, I, it's only if they're taking like payment or like something like that. So there's. What if I make them, what if I pay them to watch them do fake magic? Can I set people up? Is this like a sting? This is my new TV show. It's going to be like punked, but for male fake witches. I mean, maybe. So, in 2012, a Toronto man was charged with falsely practicing witchcraft after he told a woman he could remove a family curse for $14,000. It's not funny. Oh, my God. $14,000. Yeah. In 2010, a Brampton man was charged after taking money for witchcraft for witchcraft related services at his home. In 2009, a Toronto man was charged with taking $27,000 from a grieving Toronto lawyer after claiming she was possessed by the spirit of his dead sister. Um, And there's more. Oh my Uh, gosh, it keeps going. (laughs) All all in Toronto. Toronto is spicy. Um, So in Toronto, there's two Ontario women who have been charged uh, with, okay, sorry, wait. Yes. So the first was Dory Medina Stevenson, a 32-year-old fortune teller in the city of Milton, Ontario, who police alleged swindled more than 60000 out of one of her clients as the owner of Milton Psychic, which is not an ad for Milton Psychic. I don't recommend it. Um, $60,000. Yeah, there, it gets worse. <laughs> On the website for her business, nearly a dozen accurate, in-depth, amazing psychic readings are on offer for $75 each. So she racked up quite a bill. Second woman is a 27-year-old Samantha Stevenson, also from Toronto. And this is the one where you're going to be like, the fuck? Who police claimed uh, bilked a 70, or sorry, 67-year-old man out of $600,000. Oh my god. I was saying, I was like, you wait. And it's so-called evil blessing scam. 
police say she promised to ward off evil spirits if he sold his house and transferred the money into her bank account up until the spirit was removed and completed. And then it would never return. So what do you think it's like to believe in something that much? You know what I think? I think that the Canadian government is onto something for like not letting this shit happen, but like romance scams are alive and well, and nobody protects those women from that shit. So it's true. Yeah. I just, that's a lot of money. Like it took, it took Tara and I like a good amount of money for one of us to invest in one of those Gotham nonstick pans. And it's only $30. I can't imagine being like, bitch, I have a ghost. Here's my house money. Yeah, but these are also people that have been around the sun a lot more times than us. But, like, this is, like like I said, you and I are laughing at this shit, but it's, like, you have, um, what is it, There's that, that podcast, Fool Me Twice, where they talk about romance scams? And, I don't know. Oh, my God. Oh, my mom's friend actually got involved oh. in a romance scam, and they were taking so much of her money. That's insane. Uh, yeah, like, and it's just, it's, the, the, to, the want to be loved and accepted is so powerful that sometimes I guess you just don't see past. You don't see what's happening right in front of you. Um, did you just use a stick to turn your light on? Uh, yeah, it's my old mop. And Tara and I have turned it into the stick you use to turn the lights on and off when you don't want to get up. Love it. And that's called romance. <laughs> Speaking of romance scales. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, that's my that's my piece. That's crazy. I like that it was light because I got to swamp everybody's minds with 12 pages of notes. But I have three jokes Go. to finish this off. One of which I guarantee will kill. That's a what's it called? Gray shadow foreshadowing. Gray shadowing. Foreshadowing? It's foreshadowing. Okay, joke number one. Why does Voldemort prefer Twitter over Facebook? Because he doesn't have a nose. Because he only has followers, not friends. Oh! Choo-choo-choo! Okay. How do Death Eaters freshen their breaths? I don't know. With Dementos. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, are you ready for the final one? I promise it's gonna kill. Alright, alright. Okay, knock knock. Who's there? You know. You know who? Oh! (laughs) (laughs) cooks. Okay, that was exciting. I killed, right? That was good. Hilarious. That was so so good. That was so good that Jordan in the background was like, shut up. Fuck yeah. I was so proud when I found that. I wanted to tell it to every one of my clients today. And then I was like, don't. Then if they ever listen, this will be ruined. Gotta wait. Okay, sick. Nice work. Thank you. And thank you. And you did a great job. Uh, We did five stars. I will listen again. Aw, me too. But we do have an Instagram now. So if you want the latest info when I remember to update it, uh, you can follow us at Deep Nerder. Jerry O'Connell. And then we also have an email, which is just deepnerder at gmail.com. If you have any questions or comments, 
if you have any reviews, we'd love those too, but only positive ones because my soul can't take any more fucking negativity this year. So if you don't <laughs> like it, keep it to your fucking self. Well, also we're just trying. Like, if it's constructive, I'll accept it. But if you're just going to be a dick, I don't fucking want it. Edits are cool, but we're just trying. Right? That's all yeah. you can do. But so, other than that, I think we nailed it. And that was like five stars. It's getting better with age. It's like cheese. It's like wine. I think it's both those things. It is fermented and I like it. Yeah. It's like the fermenting poop in my cat's butt right now. Yeah. It is like. How do you, how would you end this? I guess like a vaticadabra and out of here. Later days, bitches. Dope. Bye. On this episode, we talked about the Trevor Project. You can find more information on that at thetrevorproject.org. And if you would like to find more information on how to be a better ally, you can go to the glad.org website. That's G-L-A-A-D.org slash transgender slash allies. Because at the end of the day, we could all be better allies. Gender is a construct, people. It's 2021. And if somebody is doing something that's bothering you and it's not hurting anybody else, maybe, just maybe, that shit is not about you. Alright? Get your shit together. And have a great fucking day.